Welcome to Beyond the Scope, a podcast presented by the Digital Pathology Association. Today, we are introducing the concept of the podcast, along with giving you our stories on why we embarked on a career in digital pathology. Hey, everybody. It's the first episode of Beyond the Scope. We are devoting an entire podcast to digital pathology. I am David Tolman. I am one of the founders of Instapath, which is a small tech startup company that's working in the field of digital pathology. So I'm kind of on the front lines of new technology adoptions in the field. And I'm also joined by Giovanni, who's going to tell you a little bit about himself and his role in digital pathology. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Giovanni. I'm very, very excited to be here. I'm an associate professor of pathology and also associate director of computational pathology at the Ohio State University. I'm also a member of the Digital Pathology Association, which is at the institution or the organization sponsoring our, our podcast. And this first episode, we're going to give you all a little bit of a teaser on what to expect on upcoming podcasts and also give you a chance to get to know us a little bit. Giovanni, what attracted you to working in digital pathology? Well, I kind of became involved by accident. It was approximately two years ago. I wasn't even aware of what was going on in digital pathology, but during a CAP conference, I came across an old friend from my fellowship days, Dr. Anil Parwani. He told me about his involvement with digital and computational pathology. I attended his lectures at that conference, and that was it. I got hooked. I was fascinated by, by all the possibilities and the opportunities we will have as pathologists by transitioning from analog to a digital workflow. Since then, I've been pretty much a fixture at all conferences in informatics, digital pathology, computational pathology, uh, you name it, anything related, I'm there, I go. <laughs> I started getting active in committees, different subgroups, uh, but also it didn't take a long time for me to find out that this vision, uh, this positive vision about uh, digital pathology was not the most uh, popular among the colleagues, among other pathologists, who were uh, rather reluctant to embrace this transition. And they were not very receptive to trying to listen in or trying to learn about it. They were not happy about the possibility of having to switch their microscope for a monitor. And uh, so I took that as a personal challenge, if you will, and I became sort of an advocate or maybe a preacher of some sort, trying to educate pathologists about the goodness of digital and computational pathology. After, after some time, uh, I left my job of many years at a large uh, commercial lab to rejoin the ranks of academia. And luckily for me, I ended up in a place that is not only, that not only, not only embraces, uh, but also is a pioneer in digital in computational pathology. So that's in a nutshell how I ended <laughs> up here. How about you? 
I have a background in innovation and also in fostering academic and industrial partnerships. And when I was barking on the, the phase of my career right now, which is working heavily in digital pathology, I kind of saw pathology as the next big field in medicine where that could benefit from some cool technology updates and some cool technology innovations. So I set off to get a PhD and ended up in a lab that was working on technology that I saw had some, that could be applied to, that could be applied to pathology. So ended up developing um, some new digital microscope technology and did, went out into the field of medicine and talked to all sorts of different physician uh, specialties and found that pathologists would be the landing spot for my invention. And also that pathologists really hadn't had a technology update in about a hundred years. So I thought that it would be cool to, to, to be involved in a product that I have some, some knowledge of and, and, and apply it to the field of pathology and, you know, give a fresh new look and perhaps bring some, some new efficiency to the overall to the field. I think one of the things that we want to talk about today is overall what we want to accomplish on this podcast. For me, I want to, of course, share some insight on some of the new technologies that are coming out and how they're being applied in the field. But I'm also really interested in learning. So I'm a, I'm a engineer and a biologist by background. I'm also interested in learning and interviewing some of the clinicians that are putting any type of new digital pathology, whether it be software, whether it be hardware into practice. I'm just interested in learning the clinician perspective, both from you, Giovanni, and from some of our guests. Excellent. Uh, for me, it's also the same. I want to learn more, and I want to help disseminate this knowledge about um, digital and computational pathology. They everything is changing so fast that I think that we need to find a way to, for, for all of us to keep informed and to keep current. Um, I'm very excited about your program or your, your company, specifically about what you do. And I'm not gonna say anything right now, but I'll, I'm looking forward to learning more about it and to you sharing with the, all the, the viewers of our podcast. The yeah. uh, format that we're planning to present this will vary. We probably will do some news type of going through what's going on currently, uh, topics that are relevant to either of these uh, different subfields of computational pathology, image analysis, hardware, software, discuss articles, and of course have guests that will help us either participating in interview type of, of uh, session or just talking about specific interests, specific projects, research projects, or if specific experiences. Like in my case, for instance, uh, I'm at OSU. We know we are pioneers in this field where we have a number of pathologists signing out 
100% digital during this pandemic, many of us were signing out from home, which is uncharted territory for many pathologists. So we want to share our experiences as we go so people can learn from, from what we're doing, from our mistakes and from our successes as, as well. I think it's a fascinating field and it's ever changing. Yeah, I'm, I'm just as excited to learn from you and from the guests about their experiences in adoption of new digital workflows. We hope that our curiosity with some of the guests that we're going to interview um, leads to a really rich learning experience for anybody that's going to be listening to this podcast. One, one more fun question before we get out of here on this first episode. Giovanni, what do you think pathology is going to look like in 10 years? I think the main change that I'm looking forward to is that we, what we call digital pathology right now will be no more. No more digital pathology will just be pathology. The same way that radiology is not digital radiology nowadays. It's just radiology. It's just the way it is. So pathology will be a digital image specialty with, uh, that will, will do diagnosis and will participate in medical care using all the benefits of informatics yeah i guess we're i guess we're a little biased because we're we're kind of the early proponents of digital pathology so we so we assume that everything is going to be digital for me um, when i think about pathology of course i think the future is digital but i also think that once once there's broader adoption of some of the digital solutions out there it's actually going to be the technology exists to make digital pathology available on, you know, very, very remotely, you know, like on phones, on iPads. And I think, I think when digital pathology is adapted to accommodate a very, you know, a remote, a remote space, we're going to see the entire globe be able to have greater access to pathology. So that's, that's the big thing that I predict in the next 10 years is just, digital pathology helps better access to the globe for pathologists. Definitely. Okay. So we're going to be bringing to you some of our opinions on where the industry is going. Of course, we're going to be interviewing guests and talking about some of the important hot topics in literature and digital pathology. Before we go, Giovanni, what do we have planned as the, the first uh, interview that we're going to do with the guest for our next session we already have a very special guest he's dr anil parwani he's the vice chair of pathology at osu and also the director of informatics digital computational pathology he's someone who's been contributing to this field for many 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 years you know since those times where the light of the at the end of the tunnel was not no, no, nowhere near. Because right now, we, I became involved just recently, and I was able to visualize the, 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 the things that were already happening, because they were already happening. Uh, in Europe, they have been doing digital for, for many years now, and I, I was able to witness, witness that. But for this uh, 
generation, when Dr. Dr. Parwani started, Dr. Parwani and many other colleagues that we hope to have here for you, uh, there was nothing like that. It was more like an idea or a concept, but it has been evolving, and especially in the last few years has been taking a lot of uh, speed because of the development development of technology and lately with the pandemic now, it just kind of, I think, serve as an accelerator of accelerator of this this process. Uh, so thanks for listening to us. Please contact us with any idea you may have about things you would like us to discuss, questions you may have, any critiques. Everything will be welcome. We're trying to develop this product for this product for you guys that can be helpful. So. Uh, please feel free to give us any any tips that you think may be helpful. Okay, thank you for being with us. Mm -hmm.